Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Welcome to the Off the Glass podcast, bringing a fresh, intelligent, thought-provoking perspective to the game of basketball. This is your host, Z. Thanks for joining me this morning as we recap Game 3 from last night's NBA Finals, where the Warriors have taken a commanded 3-0 lead with a final score 110-102. to They was led by Kevin Durant, who was just simply sensational last night, had an unbelievable game, scored a playoff career high of 43 points, along with 13 rebounds and seven assists. LeBron James had a triple-double, 33 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds in the loss. You know, if we take a look at it, man, Kevin Durant was unstoppable last night. He was back as the nickname that I gave him this earlier, this playoffs. I call him the big joker. Because if we're playing a spades game, he's the big joker. You can just throw him down on the table. He's going to win all books and cover up all sins and all errors. Shooting a blistering 65% from the field. He was 15 of 23, man. And you look at the shot chart, a lot of mid-range, going to the basket, a lot of deep threes. I mean, he just had the full repertoire on display last night, man. It was just a, a great performance. He's definitely put himself back in the conversation as the finals MVP as Steph and Clay really struggled last night. Steph Curry was one for ten from three last night after setting the NBA record of making nine threes the day day before. But you know his big one three was at a timely moment in the fourth quarter. And to me, kind of put the game out of reach. They was up two, and when he faked the pass to uh, Clay Thompson in the corner, both defenders ran toward him. He towards Clay. He was able to knock down that three. They were a combined, though, Steph and Clay, 7 of 27 from field and 3 for 15 from three. So Kevin Durant was able to uh, make up for the lack of shooting from the two hot shooters. Andre Iguodala, man, just made a huge impact. He finished with only eight points and two rebounds, but had a net rating of minus, I want to say um, a net rating of 41, meaning that when he was on the court, Per 100 possessions, Andre Iguodala was on the court. They outscored the Cavaliers by 41 points, man. And just the different things that you don't see on the on the, on the the stat sheet with him, obviously able to guard LeBron, but he was able to switch on love a few times, get a, some key strips, make some good passes. It's always good for Golden State when they have another person out there who's a threat to create, a threat to shoot. You know, and I was just sitting here re-watching um, the game last night because I had DVR the second quarter and just watching how, you know, when Golden State is really clicking on all cylinders, how they're able to blend the isolation game or the hunting matchup game, which you've seen come back in the vogue, even though we're still dominated a lot by pace and space, but a lot that we've seen in this finals, especially in the Western Conference finals in this series is teams or even in the Eastern Conference a little bit when um with LeBron with this hunting, the mismatches, but Golden State is able to also get good player movement, good ball movement, and you saw a lot of slip screens again, uh, a lot of back cuts, 
And um, if you're not disciplined against a team like the Warriors, you'll give up a lot of easy baskets like that. Um, Sean Livingston, again, chipped in with a solid game, four for five. Uh, McGee, again, he paid, he started. And um, it's just been, to me, one of the best moves that Kerr has made in the finals. He finished five for seven with 10 points, two blocks, three rebounds, was just a factor on the court, altering shots, a lot of energy. I mean, he was just just incredible, this move starting him. Jordan Bell played well again. You got a couple decent minutes out, out of West. And, again, when Durant is playing like that, man, you know, in the past, I think that's a game that the Warriors obviously lose because if Steph doesn't shoot well, Clay doesn't shoot well, Harrison Barnes wasn't going to give you a lot like that. This is a game that they usually usually um, lose. But, man, Kevin Durant just put his greatness on display, made me look like a, a fool a little bit with my podcast and what's wrong with him. And maybe it was just as simple as Houston really guarded him well, really defended him, made him feel uncomfortable. And he had a little bit of that hangover in game one for whatever reason. But he was definitely able to get back on track in game two. And last um, on game three, he proved that the nickname that they gave him in the Rucker as far as scoring the ball is one of the best nicknames I, had, I ever heard. Uh, the, the commentator Hannibal called him uh, the best. If you go and Google YouTube that footage of him when he scored all those points at Rucker, you'll hear him yelling out, I am the best every time he was pulling up from half court. And that was definitely on display, especially that last shot that he hit to end the game, man. He shot that from about 35 feet, man. And all I could think about in my, my mind was Hannibal saying, I am the best. He just had an incredible game, man. I'm looking at the advanced stats. He had 18 points on two-point shots. He had another 18 on three-point shots. He had another seven at the free throw line, man. He was just, as they said, just a one-man wrecking crew, man. And as for James, the stats are going to look really gaudy, but I think what we saw finally, man, is that LeBron has proven that um he's human. He was um he looked gassed last night. He really did. And it's one of those things where he set a record. He played seven playoff games. He played all 48 minutes, something that's never been done. He's in year 15. And I really believe that that, that game one took a lot out of him not only just physically, but emotionally and mentally because he really came out in that game one to put put his foot on Golden State's throat and make a statement and dominate and show that, you know, he is the best player in the game right now and possibly the greatest player the game has ever seen. And when they weren't able to pull that off, man, with those blunders down the stretch, first the missed free throw, then JR not recognizing time management, and it looks like LeBron not even realizing that they had a timeout. Um, you could just tell that sometimes takes a lot out of you. And when your margin of error for winning is already small, it's tough to come back from stuff like that, man. It really is. I believe that wholeheartedly, man. And, you know, he looked tired last night. He wasn't fighting through uh, the high the pick and roll towards the end. And at the one point, equal dollar when he was coming up to get the switch on the rant so he can uh, go at love. He wasn't even really setting the screen. He was faking the screen and diving out. And LeBron was just like, ah, I can't really move right now, man. Y'all go ahead and switch that, man. And, um, you know, I think this one might end in a sweep, man. Um, I really felt like Cleveland was going to get this game tonight, but didn't much really change from Cleveland, man. Kyle Korver, again, let me pull up his stats. He uh, didn't give them anything offensively. And, and I said before, man, if he – if he's not going to score, man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough for them. Yeah, he only 
he didn't even have any points in 11 minutes. And I know he's bad defensively, but he has to give you some. Jeff Green gave you three points. Larry Nance Jr., five points. George Hill, five points. I mean, you got a decent game from JR as far as points. He got you 13. Rodney Hood was the story for them coming off the bench. He finished with 15 points in 26 minutes. But Green, Nance, Corver, and Hill were a combined 13 points. That's that's just not enough to get it done, man. And unfortunately, man, I think Golden State goes on and just closes them out tomorrow, man. And, you know, the start for Cleveland was everything you wanted. You can you can tell they made the adjustment. Ty Lue was starting LeBron in the middle of the court, whether it was posting up or running the pick and roll from there because it's always hard to double team from the middle. And if you do send the double because he's in the middle of the floor, LeBron can spread the court and read the matchups and read the defense much easier. Um, and it was working, man. They had a, a nice lead going into the second quarter. And then it was like uh, – to close out the the quarter, the first quarter, Durant gets a a, a a move to the basket, gets fouled, makes a couple free throws, then he comes back, hits a tough three, and then after that, you could just see he had that that Bruce Lee kind of bouncing his step. You know, when Bruce Lee was really ready to finish off a fire, that he got the dancing around, and you can see LeBron. I mean, excuse me, Durant had that that bouncing his step, and he came right back down the next play. Gave Jeff Green the Tim bug, the between the legs crossover in front, then pulled up for a jump shot, and it was all water. It was wet, and you could just tell that that he was on his way, man. But even with that being said, Cleveland was still able to um, hold on to the lead. And, um, you know, in the first half, too, you know, Steph got into foul trouble again. I kind of saw that coming. Had some tough calls, but, again, I just feel like sometimes as a defender, Steph puts himself in bad situations. He's not disciplined. He reaches. He bumps. And when you're playing on the road, those are the kind of calls that the refs are just going to call. And that's just how it is in basketball. Draymond Green finished with his fifth technical. Again, him and Tristan Thompson, he got a double technical. And I don't even care. I know Draymond don't listen to my podcast. But, bro, if you listen to my podcast, I'm not trying to tell you what to do as a man. You're a grown man. But from one player, from brother to brother, man, hey, I love your game. I love your energy. I love your heart. I love your tenacity. I love your aggression. But, man, you got to stop acting like it's the end of the world every time they call a foul on you, man. You got to be smart. You got to be able to sometimes control that because other than that, you look like a wild, out-of-control person, man. And we already know in a lot of ways how that's viewed in uh, in America, especially as a black man. You know, I, I'm very conscious of stuff like that, man. The way people perceive you in this world is everything. And I think a lot of people don't respect and appreciate your game because at times they look at you as just somebody that's just out of control, has no sense, and just is crazy. And now you're two technicals away from being suspended again. So it wouldn't surprise me if they come out in the next game and try to bait Draymond and see what happens because he should have got ejected, in my opinion, at the way he reacted when he – Picked up that one foul just after receiving the technical, stomping around, yelling, screaming. I mean, just going bananas. And it's like, bro, it's just the first quarter. Relax. Relax. But like I said, man, love the intensity, love the aggression, man. But we got to show some restraint. You're too important to your team. You already cost your team one, one title with, with the, uh, how LeBron, you know, just baited you into that technical foul the year that they was able to come back and beat you guys, man. So, you know, if I'm him going into the offseason and I'll start practicing it now, man, just kind of 
trying to harness that 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 outburst, that emotional outburst a little bit, man. And you know, you're just too important to your team, man. It's just you got to do better, man. But you know, Golden State went into the half trailing by six. They came out and had um, one of their you know classic explosive third quarters, outscoring Cleveland thirty-one to twenty-three, man. And you know, through the playoffs, we've seen the Warriors outscore their opponents by 141 points in, in the third quarter over a span of 20 games, and they average a plus-minus of 7.1 points uh, alone in that third quarter, man. So just simply dominant in that in that third quarter, man. And, um, again, if if you're Cleveland, you got great minutes from Hood, so I guess you lean on that. Um, I'm trying to pull up. The overall box score so I could see the minutes because I'm not a hundred percent sure if um Clarkson even played last night. I don't think he got any minutes because part of it was me um traveling home from from work, but I don't think he got any minutes last night, man. I'm almost a hundred percent positive he didn't play. Um again, I felt like Corver needed Needed to get to get those minutes, man. I, I really did. Um, and I really felt like he had to hit some threes. But for him to not score any points, man, it, it's, it's all but but over with for, for, for Cleveland, man. And then the question again is going to start, you know, with your LeBron. You know, where do we go from here? What do we do? All right, I got the stats pulled up now. Let's see real quick. Yeah, Clarkson didn't even get off the bench. They played Jeff Green, who gave you nothing again, man. This is just really something to look at. I mean, Corver gets two threes and four shots, man. They didn't run anything, man, for Corver last night. Love gave you 20 points again. So you get 53 points from Love and James, but it's just it's just really just not enough. So um just want to see if I forgot anything else. No, so on the other side of the break, man, we're going to jump into game four preview, see if there's anything Cleveland can do. And I'm going to weigh in a little bit on LeBron's future. So that and more coming up after the break. Stay tuned. More to come from the Off the Glass podcast. Welcome back to the Off the Glass podcast, bringing you a fresh, intelligent, thought-provoking perspective and going into game four on Friday night, man, Golden State is going to look to close out Cleveland. I will be surprised if Cleveland gets this game, man. I just don't see it. Kyrie Irving is not coming through that door. Um, the only thing that you hope to see is that um, you get some good minutes from from Rodney Hood again. Uh, maybe um, J.R. Smith can give you some more points. But if they don't get Kyle Korver going early, they can forget about it. I think LeBron looks gassed. So, I, again, I'm picking this one to end in the sweep. And to me, it's a toss-up, depending on what kind of game Steph Curry has versus Durant. Um, Curry might be able to sneak and get his first finals MVP, but if Durant comes out and gets you at least another 30-some points after the performance he just had last night, and I know how we are, people are emotional, people are get caught up in the moment. Not saying he wouldn't deserve it, but Durant is probably going to be your finals MVP. So that brings us to the question again, is LeBron James staying in Cleveland? And to me, I'm kind of 50-50 on him 
leaving versus uh, leaving and staying. And I know that's kind of like an easy answer, a cop-out, but I really just don't see a lot of things for him going. And I know it's been rumored that he's willing to take a meeting from the Warriors. I think to me that's all hyperbole. I think that's just him messing with the media. There's no way he leaves and goes and joins uh, Golden State, um, especially uh, KD is probably going to end up resigning with them. The Rockets are on the table. Philly is on the table. Um, and, of course, the Lakers is on the table. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't do New Orleans. I mean, Anthony Davis is down there. They're probably going to sign Cousins. You got Holiday. I mean, that's a good, nice team that can contend for a championship. Um, Portland has been floated out there as well. But to me, ultimately, I think if he doesn't stay in Cleveland, he's either going to join the Rockets or he's going to join Paul George or Kawhi Leonard at uh, in L.A. And I don't think the Kawhi Leonard is a foregone conclusion because he is eligible for the Supermax. And if you're San Antonio, you got to offer him that money. And I don't know how, as a, as a player, you leave $250 million contract on the table. And I think if he doesn't accept the Supermax, he's almost leaving – Anywhere between thirty to fifty million on the table, which you ain't making that up in endorsements. I don't care who you are. Maybe LeBron James, maybe Kevin Durant, maybe Steph Curry makes that up in in endorsements. But I, I personally don't see how you make up that much money in endorsements. So to me, barring something crazy, I think Leonard is staying in um in L.A. I mean, I'm sorry, in San Antonio. And then to me. It's up to what Paul George want to do. Now, if I'm Paul George, again, to me, I join Philly because you can step in and play with Simmons and Bede. You have the um, the wing that they're looking for, the 3-and-D three and, three and guy, somebody that can guard, somebody that can stretch the floor, somebody that can shoot. I mean, I'm looking at Steph's uh, contract right now with the Supermax. I mean, in the last year of his deal, he's going to be making $45.7 million. I just don't see how any player – leaves that amount of money on the table. I just don't care who you are. So going forward, to me, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to go ahead and say that LeBron somehow probably joins the Lakers. I kind of see that happening. He has the two homes out in L.A., um, both totaling $44 million. He has his production company. Um, Unless his kids really want to stay in Cleveland, which has already been noted that he's um, willing to – you know, listen to his family because his kids are getting older. You know, his son will be going into high school. He's one of the top prospects in his class. So I think that will factor into his decision. But wouldn't shock me if he stayed in Cleveland. But also to me, if he doesn't, again, I think in this order is going to be L.A., Houston, and Philly. And for those of y'all saying that Houston doesn't have the cap space, you got to be crazy. You got to be under the rock if you don't think Daryl Morey has already had about five to ten scenarios on his whiteboard on how he could move and create cap space to get um, LeBron James. I mean, what he pulled off this summer to even get Chris Paul the way he was able to use salary cap rules in ways that we haven't seen before with the way he was able to trade players around, move picks around, stretch players, move money. And um, that's another example. They'll probably, if he does go to Houston, they could just stretch Ryan Anderson out, which means they can stretch his contract out over a few years instead of having to worry about taking that kind of hit um, over the course of, I think he has, I'm looking it up real quick. Wow, he has three years left at his deal at, no, two years at $41 million. So, yeah, they could stretch him out and make that a five-year deal. So that will create some cash spaces as well. So 
it's remained to be seen what's going to happen on that front. Again, um, those of you guys that's been complaining about this finals, man, again, just sit back and enjoy greatness. And those of you who are over 30, I'm 36, just sit back and appreciate, man. We was able to watch Jordan's Bulls, Shaq and Kobe's Lakers. We saw LeBron and the big three down in um, Miami, another great team. We saw Boston with Pierce, KG, and Ray Allen. And now we've been able to see this Golden State team and while along the and while the whole time be able to watch an all-time great career in LeBron James, man. So stop complaining. If you really a lover of basketball, sit back, just enjoy the ride, enjoy this greatness. Cause for those of us who are true basketball fans, once the finals is over with, man, besides NBA Summer League, the draft and free agency, um, it's not gonna be any basketball, too much basketball to watch. It's gonna be baseball for most of you guys. Now for me, I'm still going to watch the WNBA, man, because I love basketball that much. I love watching high levels of basketball. So I'm going to watch the WNBA. I'm not going to even lie. But for those of us, Friday is probably going to be our last game until October. So let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy the ride. Again, make sure to go to iTunes where you can download the podcast. The title, again, theofftheglasspodcast.com. You can go over to, again, Spreaker. That's the whole site. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Type in the Off The Glass Podcast in the search engine. Make sure to download. Make sure to listen. But again, if you're downloading, you're listening, I appreciate it. But just go ahead and become a follower of the podcast, man. Let's, you know, let's interact. Let's engage. I love the comments. Those who are already following, man, I appreciate it, man. But this is going to be it for this podcast. This is your host, Z, signing off. Stay safe out there. Peace. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.